Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetti here and Susan Davis with Jesus 24-7. And today we're going to be talking about walking in the miraculous with a miracle-making God. Welcome back to the show, Susan. Well, thank you, Dina. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. Always a pleasure. So that is a very big topic today for a very big God, I want to say. Well, this one's pretty big because this probably won't be our only time to talk about this. But today we're going to talk about a lot of, uh, okay, well, I'm going to say these are some of my testimonies about that subject. But I want to say that one time I actually said something about my testimonies and God corrected me and said they were his stories. Okay. (laughs) So I'm, I'm very careful about what I say, you know. <laughs> and so they are his stories, actually. Uh, if he's involved, they're his stories, right? Amen. So we're going to tell about the Lord's stories. And, you know, I can remember when I was caught up in my work and I was so focused and working so many hours that when it came time to read the Bible... <laughs> I thought I could listen to a CD in my car as I was driving around from thing to thing, right? That was my idea of, you know, Bible time or God time, okay? And so that was like the most I could give to God. And I was listening to that CD and something that was said really hit me. And it was that God wanted to be our friend. And I thought, you know, as I heard that, that hit a chord with me. And I thought, that is amazing. And then I began to do a whole, you know, 180. Like, how could I foster this friendship with God? And I wondered about it. So in order to do this, I decided to turn off my TV during lunchtime and read my Bible instead. And I mean, instead of just listening to it on the CD in the car. And then I did some fasting and I started to talk to God when I was driving around And I turn off the radio and all the secular stuff. And I never believed that God would actually show up, Dina. I thought it was just going to be like a one-way thing. But amazingly, God did start showing up in some miraculous ways. And I started to try to figure out how much of my busy life I could even discard to make more room for God in my life. I figured out there were a lot of time wasters that I could dispense with so that I could devote more time for God. And so, you see, God is an equal opportunity God. Everyone has a chance to move in close to him if they want to. And there's even a promise in the Bible. And it says in James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so I believe that once you begin to get closer to God, you will be sorry you wasted so much time on worldly pursuits instead of pursuing God. I know I did. I was like, wow, how much of this world can I throw off and begin to focus more on the Lord? And you know, the more you give him, the more he will show up. Isn't that amazing? That is the honest to goodness truth. And imagine when people come into the realization that we were created for God's good pleasure. We weren't created just to run around and chase after worldly things and you know without God's involvement not not so we were created for his pleasure 
And yet most people don't get that, and most people won't get it, according to the Bible. So this is what we want to talk about these things today, is that God is a real person. He has real feelings. You can grieve him, and we were the joy set before him when he went to the cross, even. So today, I want to talk about a few of the miraculous things that I've seen in my life, and Dina also can interject some of her his stories, okay? Mm -hmm. I want to talk about some of the exciting things that happened in my effort to do outreach, okay, over the years, and how God has shown up. So... He's got some amazing ways of, I mean, some people call them God winks, but whatever you call it, God definitely has a way of letting you know that it's him who is involved, okay? Very And true. let me give you an example of this. One time, <clears throat> we were on a family trip to Florida, and I decided I'd pack a bunch of Bibles to give away along the way, you know, because we were driving to Florida, so I put a whole bunch of Bibles and, and things in the car. And we stopped at a beach, and I was watching my son play in the sand from a picnic shelter. And there was a man who was feeding the birds, and he started talking to me. And so I was sitting there, and he was feeding the birds. Reason, unknown to me, well, I know why, okay? He said to me, now listen, I didn't have a Bible in my hand. That you've got to get this picture. I was I was sitting on a picnic table watching my son play in the sand. I did not have a Bible with me. I didn't have my Bibles from the car. None of that. This guy turns to me and he says he needed a Bible. And I was like, hold on. I, I said, I'll be right back, okay? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that's really different, right? Mm -hmm. And I went to the car, I grabbed one of the many Bibles I'd stuck in the car, and I went back and handed this man a Bible. And I'm not really sure who was more shocked. I mean, me, because he asked the question, or him, because I had the answer, okay? But it was pretty interesting. He, he said he was in a Bible study, and he needed a Bible for it. He didn't have one, and he actually produced of the business card of the pastor from the Bible study to prove that this was the case. Oh, wow. But I really felt that that was amazing. And I really feel that this is the way God works, okay? And I've seen this happen over and over. It's just, wow. And you know, when things like that happen, Dina, you know it's God showing up, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, there was another time my husband and I went to a restaurant for dinner and uh, we went into this place and I'm not going to say what it is because it's a it's a franchise restaurant. <laughs> a lot of people probably heard of it, but uh, three waitresses were working in the area right up front. And I want to say this, not one came over to seat us for a long time. I mean, we're standing up front. There were three waitresses cleaning tables and working. And we stood there. I mean, oh, wow. I think it was about 15 minutes, Dina. Now, <laughs> we must have really wanted to eat there because my husband and I, we finally looked at each other like, what, are we invisible? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was, it was getting on the ridiculous. We're watching them work and work, and not us. Not one of the three came over. And so we we got, my husband was starving, and he said, well, forget it. We're going to go to the restaurant next door. And I was like, okay, fine. 
full of me. So we walked right over to the restaurant next door. And do you know, as soon as we got in there, they seated us immediately. It was There was no wait. Nobody standing around. Nothing like that. And we got to the table. And the waitress that waited on me, this time I had carried a Bible in with me to eat. You know, I, I, I don't know. I had it. And I want to make a comment that the day before... Now, you have to understand, the day before, I had a stack of Bibles in my dining room, and they had been sitting there for a very long time, and I was like, you know, I'm sick of seeing these Bibles sitting there. I'm going to put them in my car so that I'll have them in my car and I can give them away instead of sitting in my dining room. So I had done this the day before. And so I get to the table, the waitress comes up, I've got a Bible sitting on the table, and she looks at the Bible and looks at me and she goes, Oh, read the Bible. And I said, yes. And I had no idea what this was going to entail. And immediately she moves into the conversation that she revealed to me that she had just learned that she had leukemia that very day. She was told by a doctor oh, that's that she had leukemia. That's terrible. And she was a single mother of two young children and she needed prayer. And, well, of course, I prayed for her right on the spot, and I gave her a Bible. Immediately, I had, the, remember the Bibles I had put in the car mm-hmm, the day mm-hmm. before? So I just happened to have one, and we spoke, and she was very friendly, and I talked to her even after that, and she said her grandmother was excited because she had prayed that somebody would come and talk to her. Oh, look <laughs> at God. Like, yes. Yes. And I thought, wow, is that just God moving or what? That's amazing. And I think it was, I mean, especially amazing that the restaurant that we wanted to go to, God would not let those people see us. And so maybe we were actually invisible. Like, we maybe. Thought, I mean, who knows? You know, he is a supernatural. No, they didn't. They didn't seem to care standing there. But anyway, it was really pretty crazy. Now, I have to say that there was a time that I was doing juvenile center ministry work. And this was my hometown is uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. And I was doing uh, working for juvie in downtown Indianapolis. And this is where the kids go when they're under 18 and they've done some serious crimes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they come by choice to a ministry time and uh, that's when you can get a group of kids together and they come and they sit in tables and they get to talk about whatever they want with you and having to do with the Lord and they're able to do this because they don't have access to this when they're in juvie they don't have a church and so they can they can actually go in and talk to people about Jesus or, you know, whatever. So I had this group of kids, and I did this fairly frequently. During the year, I would go in and talk with juvenile center kids. And I made it a point, Dina, that uh, I usually had a table of four kids, and they would either be all boys or all girls, okay? And so I usually made it a point to pray for those kids And I got quite a list going because I was meeting with a lot of kids. But I was, you know, memorizing their names. And every week I would pray for my list of juvie kids. 
And so it was like a year later and I had uh, this one young girl and she was on my list. And so about a year later, I was in juvie and I had these four girls come to the table and I asked for their names. I said, give me your names because I'll pray for you. And they're going, wow, that's interesting. I said, yeah. I said, I do this every, every day. I pray for my kids juvie kids and i i read off the list i said now listen this is who i pray for and i i you know i said the whole list of kids that i was praying for and this girl she looks across the table and she goes wait what she said say those names again and i read the names and she goes you know she said i knew you looked familiar she said, you were at my table a year ago. She goes, do you mean you've been praying for me for an entire year? And I said, <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And I'm like, what are the chances of this? Do you know that those kids, it's just random. Like several of us were assigned kids and it was just really random that she would be at my table again. But I say random, but God, God isn't random, right? He's, no. He's the God of miracles. And so he brought her back to my table and back in touch with me because we don't we didn't have contact with these kids outside of juvenile center. Mm -hmm. But he wanted that girl to know that somebody cared enough to pray for her, you know, every day. And I think that really spoke to her heart because you don't know what these kids are going through. You don't know what their home lives are. You don't know why they are in there. We don't even know. Sometimes they tell us, but you know, and so that was just, and I have to tell you, Dina, that when God does things like this, it's very encouraging for me. Well, yeah. Someone, yeah. When you're doing ministry work and God shows up like this, it it's so encouraging for even the ministry person. I know um, there's a lot of people that, come on Facebook and come on YouTube and they have prayer requests and they'll say, Dina, hey, can you pray for me? Or, you know, I've got cancer or I've got this or I've got that. And I've gotten, you know, I'll pray for them. I'll post a prayer request on Facebook. And, you know, there was one a year later, um, but he was healed from cancer. And he, yeah, he left a comment and he said, you know, you, I asked you to pray for me a year ago, and I am now cancer-free. He was in remission. That and is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So it was encouraging yeah. to hear to hear that, you know. Um, it is. It's and, like, wow, God is, at, he, he really does answer prayers. There's no question. He does. And, you know, I find it interesting, too, because there will be prayers that I'll pray, and I'll pray them over and over and over and over and over. And I'll have real conversations with God. I was like, okay, God, trying to convince him, you know, why he needs to answer this particular prayer. Not necessarily for me, but for other people, you know. And uh -huh. then I'll pray and pray and pray about it. And then I'm like, okay, then I stop praying about it. And then a month later, he'll answer it. Uh -huh. He's just, you know, out of the blue, amazing like that. The most encouraging ones are the ones that are, I could just go on and talk about him, but are the ones that where he answers and he answers those impossible prayers for the human to comprehend. Those prayers of um, salvation, those prayers of cancer, you know, of those illnesses, or even those prayers of um, brokenness in families, brokenness in marriages. He repairs and heals and delivers. He's just amazing. Oh, he is. He's, 
He's the God of the impossible that makes things possible. I, you know, he is just that amazing. And exciting. And he is exciting. It's exciting to see prayers answered and uh, just, it, it's just wonderful. And I, when I was working in juvenile center, um, you know, I was in charge of uh, a program there, and that meant I had to do it. <laughs> it was like, okay, you can't be in charge of it and not do it, okay? And, <laughs> but I was a little, a little intimidated because there was one you just didn't know from week to week what you were going to encounter with kids. And there was this one time I was at a table with a group of girls. It was four girls. And, you know, one was very emotional. And this is one thing I did, Dina. I would hug these kids because there's no way to know when the last time that somebody hugged them. Yeah. And I would give them a real, it wasn't, I don't believe in wimpy hugs. Okay. I believe if you're going to hug someone, you need to go, go big. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really gave them what I felt was a meaningful hug. And I gave this one girl a hug and she just broke down on me. It was like, wow, you know, and, and you know, and that, another girl in that same group, she said, you know, when she gets her act together, you know, she would go seeking after Jesus. And I looked at her, she was probably about 17 or 18. And I said, you know, if you don't seek Jesus, you won't get your act together. And you got your order wrong. And so we talked about that. And um, I did find out that this group of girls was from a prostitution ring. And that's why they were in there. Right. And uh, so only God knows what they've been through. But there was another time I had a group of boys, okay, <laughs> four kids. They were high school, eight, probably 18. And they were like inner city and they were huge football player. Okay. Can you picture this? Okay. <laughs> and I'm in there to counsel them. And I'm this little tiny, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Lord, what am I going to say to these boys? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, because how are you going to relate to them, right? Mm-hmm. And I always ask them, like, do you guys have grandmas? And they're, oh, yeah. And it, it was their grandmas that they loved and that were praying for them. Because so many of them oh, wow. were from broken homes, you know. But in this one case, I was like, I was, wasn't sure what I was going to do with these four, you know, football player boys and I didn't know why they were in there I didn't have any idea but I I think I've said on prior videos that when I received the gift of tongues that one of the things that the Lord gave me was the a French prayer language you know speaking French Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and (laughs) I said to these boys I go you're not going to believe what God just did he gave me a French prayer language they're like wait what and I'm like yes God gave me the language of French, just like that. And they're like, wait, you have never spoken French before? And I was like, never. And so I said, do you want to hear the French? And they were like, okay. And I did it for them. And they, (laughs) you've never seen these kids, (laughs) they pushed away from the table. And (laughs) they, they sat back in their chairs and they listened. And then they moved in close again and they go, do it again. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so I started speaking French again, and they looked at me, and they 
you should have seen the looks on their faces. It was like they, something came over them. And I'm telling you, it was as if those four boys had just visited heaven. That's amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. They were amazed at God. And it was like they had a glimpse of heaven. And it was written all over their faces. It was a beautiful moment. And <laughs> they let down their guards. And um, and I think, that's, I think that's what God wants to do. He wants to cause us to let down our guards and to break through the hardness of our hearts and to show us that he's real and he loves us and he cares so very much. Amen. And I think that's, that's what God is about right now is he wants people to turn to him before it's too late, you know, at this last uh, moments before he, he comes back. And we know he's coming back because all the signs say that he's really closing in. Time is short. Oh, yeah, very. Now, there was another crazy time for me. And you see, God makes these opportunities to talk to people about him, okay? <laughs> Sometimes people are like, well, I don't like outreach because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go about it and that sort of thing. But I want to tell you, God will make a way. <laughs> if you really want to get in the game, all you have to do is, Lord, open the door <laughs> and he'll do it. Okay. And he's got so I, I have to say this about God. He's very, very creative. Okay. Yes, he is. There was this one time I went to a garage sale. It was just random. I Well, of course, nothing's co coincidental or random, right? As we're figuring out. But uh, I stopped at a garage sale, and I was talking to the woman about antique stores because she had a lot of things she was selling that were antiques. And I really appreciate antiques. And I said how much I uh, really thought about antiques. And, you know, I said it's interesting because you can see things from other time periods. And I don't even know why I said this, but I said, like, you can see an item your Aunt Betsy used to have. Now, honestly, Dina, I have no idea why I would say something like that. Something your Aunt Betsy would have. Mm -hmm. This woman looked at me and she stood up and said that her Aunt Betsy had just died. Oh, wow. And so she started talking all about her and, and that, and it opened a door, and we started to get into a discussion about God because of that. But, I mean, the idea that I would talk about her Aunt Betsy, who had just died, and I'm not laughing about the woman's aunt, but it was just, like, shocking, you know, was like, wow, it opened a door. Well, God put her uh, name in your mouth. Absolutely. I mean, this is how God works. And see, people in the churches, especially the lukewarm churches today, they forget that we serve a supernatural God. It goes back to the scripture that says they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think people forget that we have a God that is supernatural. <laughs> supernatural things happen when you get close to him. I had another, you know, very similar situation. There was a time when I was in a small art gallery 
and while I was on vacation. And it wasn't a very big place, but the artist was there alone, and she was showcasing all of her paintings. And she had a lot of paintings, and they were all very nice. And I was admiring one painting in particular, and I said, boy, I really like this one. And she looked stunned, and she said she had just sold that that same day. And she was so surprised by the fact that I had picked out the one that she had just sold. Then I opened up into the conversation, well, God does this to me a lot. (laughs) And (laughs) so we were able to start talking about God. And, you know, so that conversation, you know, was easy to move into the whole conversation about God. And do you believe in God? And things of that nature. He's awesome. He can make a way when you don't think there's a way. I always say, Lord, I'm not one to go about talking to others, but if you want to lead someone to me, which is exactly the prayer I prayed, by the way, the morning that we went out to eat at the restaurant where they wouldn't serve us, and then I met the lady Mm -hmm. who uh, Mm -hmm. she found out she had leukemia that day. That very morning, I had prayed to the Lord. Uh, I'm not so good at reaching out to people, but if you want to bring someone to me, I'll talk to them. Yes. He answered the prayer on that same day. Isn't that amazing? I love it when he does that. Yeah, he is just one amazing God. Well, I've told this story on this show before. It's been a while, a few videos back. It is one of my favorite miracles, and I want to tell it again for Anybody who would like to hear it again or have never heard it, this is another time that I went to a restaurant, this time with my son. We came across a waitress, and she proceeded to tell us about how she had come from another state, and it was uh, she and her four kids. She had four kids, and they had left an abusive home life. Her husband had been abusive. She was on the run. She had just gotten a place to live. And I asked her if she needed anything, and she said, well, she really needed beds because there were five of them trying to sleep in one bed. And that I can't even imagine that. So I left there, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I have no idea where I could come across uh, four beds for, you know, four children. But I had to go to my juvenile center meeting downtown And I drove down there, went to the meeting, and I decided to go a different way home. And as I was going home, I stopped at a friend's house whose son had gone to my son's camp. And I'd lost her phone number. (laughs) You know how that is. And so I decided I'm going to stop at her house and ask her, you know, if her son wanted to go to camp. Now, here's the thing. This was the same day I'd spoken to the woman whose children needed beds. So I stopped at this friend's house, and I knocked on the door, and she said, oh, hey, Susan, how are you doing? And then it wasn't long after that, she said to me, do you need beds? And I looked at her, and I was like, wait, what did you say? And she said, do you need any beds? And I go, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, she had four beds, a a set of twin bunks and another set of twin like a bunk bed with a full bunk underneath and a a twin on top and they were all new okay Mm -hmm. and I said wow that's amazing you want to sell them and she's I said you need to go inside and we need to have a talk because you have no idea 
what this means. And her mother was there. I sat down and explained about the waitress I had just met. And boy, we were all shocked. We were so shocked. We just wept. The three of us sat there and just cried over this. And she said there was no way she was selling these beds to me. She wanted to give them to this woman. So we got a hold of a truck and her son and my son. And we we went downtown because she lived in the inner city area. Mm -hmm. And we went to her house and she was telling it straight. They didn't have anything in this place. And it was like a condo. And we set up these beds. It was amazing because I had driven back that same day to the restaurant and announced to her that I had her four beds and that it was a miracle that God had, you know, done this miracle. And so I started telling everyone about the beds. I mean, I told everybody the story and everybody was so overwhelmed at God and what he did. And what happened was so many people came back with, well, if God can do that, we can help. And they filled her house with furniture, everything you can think of that you need, food, stuffs. Wow, it was amazing. People came through. And that was just a move of God, an amazing move of God. And I just love to tell that story. And it was funny because the Lord had had me doing some work in inner city with families. And I spoke with an, a pastor in that area. And he said he'd seen many hardship stories, which were common in that area. And he said some people had advised me not to get involved in or too close to this particular situation in the inner city. But the pastor I spoke to responded to me and he took me aside and he said he had a Bible verse he wanted to give me. And he told me, to remember, Galatians 6, 9. And he quoted it with with absolute ease. And it was, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And, you know, it was funny because after I left that pastor, I went home that night and I turned my email on. And, you know, you get those daily Bible verses in your mm -hmm. email. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to believe this. The verse that showed up was the exact one that the pastor gave me, which was Galatians 6, 9. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And so that was very much, you know, God showing me that he was definitely in this thing. And absolutely, he wants us to get involved with people's lives and, to, and whenever, you know, we can or when when it's possible to do so and so outreach is a big part of working for the lord he doesn't just call us to be close to him but he also calls us to you know to join him in ministering to other people and so we'll be happy to talk about the miraculous again and we probably will and we just hope people come back because I believe God has many inspirational things to share, and I'm more than happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, and we'd love to hear your stories, you guys. So leave some comments below this video because we'd love to hear miracles that maybe the Lord's done in your own life. So with that said, Susan, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. I'm sure it brightened up my day, you know, to hear about these miracles that God has done. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners enjoyed it as well. So thank you. Thank you everybody for watching. And if you'd like a uh, copy of this, you'll be able to find this on Rumble. 
also on our Jesus 24-7 playlist. And it will also be uploaded to podcast on Anchor, Google, Apple, and Spotify. And with all of that said, Susan, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, just um, I would say share the videos when you is possible. And uh, we appreciate that very much. Yeah, share the videos, you guys, so that people can see how amazing our God is and that he loves them. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you next week. God bless.